In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. On this episode of Crown Jewels, why Prince Harry is doing a quick drive-by for his father's crowning. And we make it rain on Meghan being booked, blessed, and busy with WME. We are back with another episode of Crown Jewels, the elite podcast for the royally obsessed, presented by Betches Media. I'm Lex Nico. And I'm Samantha Bush. And welcome back, Lex. Thank you. I mean, you're I'm still away, us, but... Yeah, like you're still abroad um, Had to Tokyo. jump on the horn for pre-Coro week. <laughs> yeah. I. You know what? You and I are both... We're in... Um, we're living two different lives yeah. right now. You're thriving in Tokyo, and I'm literally sitting amongst mm-hmm. boxes yeah. and shit. And it's, it's a lot, but it's great. I'm happy to be here. Happy to get into the Royals. I know. We really picked quite the week to like have our lives totally in crazy situations right now. You know? I was thinking that too this morning when I opened up my little peepers and I was like, wow, I really I picked a great week for this. There's no good so week stupid. to move. Yeah. I just moved There's, to, you know, it's hell. Oh, I know. I know. I, I was actually you. thinking about you. I was like, she literally just did this too. But this apartment looks gorge. Thank you. I'm very, very excited. I have to buy so many lamps. Oh, yeah. So many lamps. I got some good ones. I can send you some links. Oh, please send me the Rex Mm because you know I love your taste. But before we get into tea and crumpets, I kind of just wanted to go over some breaking news um, that is coming in hot off the press right now. Like the the seconds before we we got on, I added some in here because my phone was like blowing up. So breaking news today, Buckingham Palace is on lockdown. A man was arrested. Yeah, it's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. A man was arrested for throwing shotgun cartridges on the ground of Buckingham Palace. He has been arrested. And he was also carrying a suspicious bag. Now, we don't know what contents were in the bag, um, but I'm sure we'll find out soon. Oh, my God. I know. What? I know. I also, what does that mean to throw a shotgun cartridge? Like, what is that? So, you know, in the movies, what does when that the people, do exactly? Have you ever seen the movies? It's like a shotgun is the long gun, and then they like pop it so it kind of bends. And oh, then they throw okay. that little like um, thing in the air. Yeah, it's like a cylinder almost. Uh huh. And they pack it with that like cartridge, and then they uh-huh. lock it up, and it goes, you know, that sound. Okay. And then they so shoot that's it what out. what he was doing? And the cartridge. So, the thing with a shotgun that is different than like, Another guy, I don't know why I know so much about guns, like an AK-47 (laughs) or whatever, is like those smaller handheld guns have like one bullet, right? With a Mm -hmm. shotgun, when you shoot that cartridge, it explodes into like almost like tiny beads, I'm pretty sure. So to throw around those cartridges, like if somebody, I don't know, like lit it on fire to the point where it popped like a pop rock or whatever, let's say, like those little beads would spark everywhere and could potentially hurt like multiple people. So it's just really, that's like really fucking creepy and weird. Okay. Cause at first when I read it, I was like, wait, 
I mean, it's not good. Like, yeah. I'm not saying what this guy was doing wasn't a big deal, but I just, I didn't, I guess I didn't understand what a shotgun cartridge was. So thank you for And maybe if he's filling me in. throwing them around, if they hit the ground, they could like pop off and explode. I don't know the force of this man. But oh. yeah, that's Why? really weird. Yeah, people are, people are down bad right now. People are weird. Jeez. All right. Um, Okay. okay. In lighter news. What news to wake up to at 6 a.m. here? I'm I like, know. This is 6 a.m. Oh. your time. And I'm like, Buckingham Palace is on lockdown. I know. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so this is in lighter news. This is to kind of, you know. Balance it out. Balance it out a little bit. Is So there's been some new portraits going mm-hmm. around of King Charles. Him and Camilla. You know, he's, you know, they're in Buckingham Palace. Like, I've just been seeing lots more formal portraits being done of them. And I have to tell you, I've been noticing that this man has been putting his hands on his pockets. He's a pocket king. Yes. He's a pocket king. And he didn't used to be Lex. Mm-mm. He didn't used to be. He let those fingers go akimbo. He, I mean... It's something that I've noticed, and I just noted here. I was like, this is proof bullying works because yep. Twitter drags his ass every day for those fingers, and yep. it's not nice. It's horrible. Oh, it's horrible. You know, we don't love to body shame. But I do find it funny that, like, now suddenly he's, like, a pocket guy. Yes. Oh, my God. Even in those, like, seated portraits that they took, like, he has mm-hmm. one hand, like, there's, like, a few fingers showing daintily off the side of the chair, like, on the arm mm-hmm. of the chair. But they're like, you know, he's he's not giving the whole hand to fully Mm-mm. show. Like he knows his hand mm-hmm. angles, let's say. Mm-hmm. But then the other one is like tucked away between his legs. Yeah, like he's refusing. He, he's like not for free. Yes, you're not getting yeah. these. You're not getting these fingers for free. <laughs> it's oh. really interesting. And then again, with any standing portrait now, hando in the pocket. Seriously. Hand in the pocket or like just nowhere to be seen, like tucked behind Camilla, like mm-hmm. hiding, just <laughs> just hiding. And it just it's just been making me kind of laugh. It's the week of coronation. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of Royals news. And like there's just tea and crumpets. There's make it rain. But I just had to get some of these just out of Please. the way. Yes. Right away. Fast hits. So yeah, quick hits. Thomas Markle has said to have done his maybe final interview ever. Okay. Um, and he's been saying that, you know, about him and Megan, that he refuses to be buried next to her. And it's like, well, I don't think she wants to be buried next to you. And this was a quote. He said, she killed and then mourned me. That is so intense, that saying. No. I mean, here's, again. And also, can I say, this? Yes. he said this to an Australian outlet. Yes. To anybody who will listen is who him and Samantha and whoever Ugh. else will speak to. It is mm-hmm. so embarrassing. And it's so, what is so crazy to me is like, there are still people in Australia, let's say, that consume this content mm-hmm. and believe this man. It's yeah. psychotic. Like, I know. And to say he's gonna do his final interview ever, like, I doubt it. No, until he runs out of money and needs more money, they're always, this is a thing. And it's like, you cannot deny why Megan, like, you know, we cannot, looking from the outside in, why Megan cut off ties with her family when they continue to do this. They're like, all we want to do is talk. We want to reconcile, blah, blah, blah. It's like, then why the fuck are you giving these interviews to yeah. random Australian news shows? Huh? I know. It makes no fucking sense. It really doesn't. And 
That's the thing is he's like, you know, I had a stroke and she still didn't come to my side. It's like, okay, you tortured her. Mm-hmm. Like you were supposed to be a protector, someone that she could confide in and like look to. And you uh, you completely, you know, abandoned that. And you kind of left your daughter, you know, you threw her out to the wolves and you were one of the wolves, you know? It's just really sad, and I just need the I just need them all to just shut the fuck up. And I know Samantha also did an interview with an Australian mm-hmm. music. They might have done it together. But they did. Yeah, she was like claiming that Harry and Meghan are really toxic for each other, and it's a to- <laughs> they're unhealthy, and it's a toxic relationship. And I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? Like that is the one thing that I am sure as shit <laughs> they are rock solid. <laughs> like what? also. Samantha, what the fuck are you then? Right? If they're toxic, what does that make you? She's a fucking shotgun cartridge being thrown she at fucking She is a shotgun palace. cartridge. <sighs> you know how I would describe her? Did you ever see the movie Fern Gully? Yes. <laughs> she reminds me of that big muddy sludge <laughs> that like comes through and just tries yes. to ruin the, the yes. Fern Gully. Like, and I'm just, I fucking, I'm so sick of them. And you know what's funny is she didn't promise this would be her final interview. Oh, because we know. <laughs> of course not. It will not no. be. Absolutely I know. It's, not. The, these people are just the worst of I the know. worst. I feel this so bad is, for Megan. Exactly. This is the thing that really makes me feel for Megan because it's like, mm-hmm. this is so like, I, and I don't even think that she's at a point where she's like, I'm ashamed of them. I think it's so sad and emotionally taxing. And then it's like, mm-hmm. you're trying to fight the British press and the British media, but you have your own fucking family still like pouring out these lies in the press mm-hmm. as well that everybody is sniffing and picking up like salivating dogs, you know, like it's so, mm-hmm. it's a shame. It's really, it's such a shame. It's such a shame. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Sam, do you want to start us off with some royal subjects for our royal subjects? I do. So so our first, our first tea and crumpet is, you know, we love Princess Anne. And she is kind of speaking out. I don't want to say against the king 
King Charles, but there's she's definitely having, you know, thoughts mm -hmm. about the whole slimming down the monarchy angle. So she went to say, well, I think the slim down was said in a day when there were few people around. It doesn't sound like a good idea from where I'm standing, I would say. I'm not quite sure what else we can do. Well, you know what you're getting because he's been practicing for a bit and I don't think he'll change. You know he is committed to his own level of service and that will remain true. So she's talking about Charles. Yeah. And so this was really about how Charles has been going around saying that he wants a more slim down version of the royal family you know, not extend to the extended family. And I right. want to ask you a question, Lex. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is his way of getting Andrew out of the mix? Like if he if he makes a blanket statement, like I want to slim down the family, it, it, instead of just being like, okay, Andrew, you're done. Do you think that's what he's doing? Or does he mean everybody? I mean, I think that likely has influence because... If I'm thinking about this, my understanding is like, remember, was it the um, German royal family that removed some, like the queen removed some of her son's titles? Yes. Was that Germany? I think it was. It was Sweden. Oh, Sweden. Thank you. And so I feel like to your point, yes, that is what's happening where like he would be able to dictate who does and does not have a title. And it sounds like he would likely be like, you know, maybe my lineage of my family remain, maintains mm -hmm. titles because he just let Archie and Lilibet mm -hmm. be prince and princess. So, like, that's also kind of crazy to then renege on that, you know? So I could see this as a way of him trying to pare down and remove Andrew out of the picture. But, like, we know Andrew is not going out without a fight. But number two, if you remove Andrew, you're going to have to remove Edward and Anne. And as we know, Anne is the hardest fucking working royal, the girl rolls out. Girl, she's busting her ass. And so I don't know if that is in his best interest. And then I feel like Anne very cleverly sort of alluded to that, right? Like mm -hmm. she's she knows what she wants, who she is, how she shows up. But then she also kind of like, this is like a little bit of a succession game when I'm looking at this line and she's like, well, you know what you're getting because he's been practicing for a bit and I don't think he'll change. You know, he is committed to his own level of service and that will remain true. And so it's almost like she's bigging up Charles to be like, well, you know, he's always going to work hard and stay committed and that will remain true. I don't think he'll change. Kind of being like, I hear what he's saying, but like, I don't really think it's going to happen because he's so committed to the monarchy and what that represents. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're slimming it down to your own lineage mm -hmm. and half of that lineage is in California. Right. I mean, then you're kind of, I personally think that this is his way maybe of telling William that he's got to maybe step up because Ooh. I don't think William and Kate really do that much. I mean, we've seen the list. I mean, I know that they have gone on walkabouts and the, you know, things like that. But when you think about it, it's like, to be the son of the king, to be the next king, the next in line, and, like, you're not really adding much to the conversation. Like, that doesn't really bode well. Yeah, but, I mean, here's the thing. I feel like Wills and Kate have been trying so hard <laughs> to make yeah. people like them and get out there in those streets. Yeah, they've been working it. But they've been we trying, saw last year, like that there was definitely a disparity between the volume of work that the older royals did 
And what Wills and Kate and unfortunately Charlotte as well also did. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, they've got to step it up. And now mm-hmm. with all of like the Harry and Meghan of it all really, you know, like subsiding in the sense that like they're they're not in the mix anymore. Like you can't really mm-hmm. talk about them. So Wills and Kate. Well, and they're also not going to pick up any slack. Yes, exactly. And they need to show up and be out there. So that the monarchy has visibility. Because we and know. I'm going to say something. Please. I feel like Harry was the reason William was so likable. So oh. with him gone and him not, you know, palling around with the with his brother, it kind of makes, it kind of puts more pressure on William to like fill that kind of role that Harry had left. Like, this, you know, he's very charismatic and he's very engaging and he's very kind of off the cuff, like less, yeah, I don't know. he was like fun and detached. Light. Yeah. Yeah. And so with William, it's like, well, now, buddy, this is all on you. Mm-hmm. Like you have to carry this because it's like, yeah, your dad's the king, but it's like, that's going to be you, buddy. Yeah. It's going to be you. And like, I think, you know, Harry was a bit more charismatic than William, let's say. Mm-hmm. It's like William's a little bit of like a dry cracker and Harry was like caviar on a crisp, you know? Yeah. So, and that's not, I'm not saying this and to be like, quote unquote, insulting to William. Like I know I'm being funny and whatever, but all. it's like, I just think naturally, like a natural charisma, Harry had more of it. And now for William, it's like, this is falling all on your shoulders. And what these headlines have really been saying is that there will be talks that Charles will reduce the number of working royals, cut back on royal staffing, and yes, they'll continue to champion causes. But if they're reducing the number of working royals, let's say like Azara Phillips and whoever, mm-hmm. you know, are being cut out of their titles, that does put more pressure on Wills and Kate to be the ones showing out. But then I also mm-hmm. wonder if they're reducing this, does it also open the door for them to have to do less, which would kind of like just, you know, be like, oh, well, we're not doing as much or these young people aren't doing as much because there are less work- working royals. That's also a thing. But I don't think Charles would be, I don't think Charles would like be that generous to Wills. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Like they have such... I, I'm so excited. Like, they have such a, I don't know, twisted relationship, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it's definitely complex. Complex. It's That's definitely a nice complex. Way. That's a nice way. But, I'll, you know, I'll be keeping my eyes out. I'll be keeping my eyes out for this. Well, Lex, are you ready to make it rain? Uh, girl, of course. And, like... Let's get into this. You've been week's dying to rant. talk about this. <laughs> Let's get into this week's rant because, like, I, I, I couldn't have written or scripted this better myself. Like, Meghan Markle, you fucking diabolical queen. Because we got a news release last week. It was last. I'm like, what? What day is it? I know that Meghan Markle has taken another step in post-royal life by signing with the talent agency WME, so William Morris Endeavor. And she 
Here, let me read the quote. We are honored to announce that WMU now represents Megan, the Duchess of Sussex, in all areas. The agency will be focusing on building out her business ventures across multiple facets of the agency and its broader ecosystem, including film and television production, brand partnerships, and more. But here's the kicker. With signing with WME, Megan's representation by WME is like, the Avengers of talent agency. Yes. In the sense that it's, it's a big deal. Ariel Emanuel, yes, who like, I don't know if you ever watched the show Entourage, but Ari Gold is based on this gentleman. Oh. Yes. So Ari Emanuel is like the guy. And I'm actually pretty sure he's now the CEO of Endeavor, but he's like going to be representing Megan because she's that top tier. And then that will also include powerhouse agents Brad Slater, who I believe represents Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Jill Smoller, who is Serena Williams' agent. And there is a rumor that I got from my inside entertainment circle that Jill is Lilibet's godmother. Oh. So. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. It was always, so that's what somebody said to me. And this is like a friend of mine who's in the entertainment business. She was like, Jill is Lily Beth's godmother. It was always going to be WME was what they said. But then you got some interesting tea too. I did. I really did. And I sent it immediately to you. And I was like, what do you think? Because, you know, I'm not an LA girly. I'm, you know, in the Midwest. So I don't really have my finger on the pulse of what, this all really means like I understood that it's a big deal. I understand that WME is like a major, major talent agency, but like in the context of Megan, I was like, I guess I don't understand the, the big deal. But yes. now that you're explaining it now, I understand. It's, it's really about who is representing her um, mm-hmm. puts that sort of framework or foundation of the magnitude of the level of importance that like, there is to her signing with them. And there's like UTA, um, CAA and WME are kind of like big agencies. There's also like medium, like to big paradigm, whatever. But like mm-hmm. WME, like everybody wants to be signed by WME. It's a huge deal. And all talent agents like want to work there. Like, of course people want to work at CAA and UTA as well, but like it is a massive corporation. And wow. like, just the fact that Ari Emanuel is going to be leading the charge is like basically says it all to me. But anyway, can we talk about what you were told? Yes. <laughs> so <clears throat> what I was told is that this has been kind of in the works for a while. Um, like when they first moved to uh, America, mm-hmm. I should say. To Tyler Perry's house. You know, she kind of shopped it around. Like, she kind of shopped herself around. So I was told that when they first left the family, they took meetings with all the big agencies at the house that they were staying at. And um, she just kind of ran everything and did not expect to pay a commission. And I I told you, I'm like, I don't even know what that means in this case. I obviously know what a commission is. I'm not a big bimbo, (laughs) um, despite what a review said one time. But... (laughs) What does that mean in this situation? So the way that these talent agencies make money or the main way, the core way is like 
when Megan, like when, when a talent that they represent signs a deal in a contract, whatever they're getting paid for that, there's a commission split. So typically it can be anywhere from like 20 to possibly, maybe it goes down the more you get like 14, 10, maybe you get like a blend of things, but it's like, let's say it's like an 80, 20 rule, right? So if Megan was getting paid a hundred thousand dollars, she would get 80,000 and then the agency or the agent would get like 20,000. So it's like like Kris Jenner. Yes. Yes. Like taking her, her cut as manager. Okay. And we know that there was like, I think there was like an episode or two where the girls were like negotiating on their mom's commission. Okay. And so that, what was surprising to me, knowing like that Megan was an actress and had an agent prior to this as an actress, Mm -hmm. I was so surprised that she would be shopping it around Mm -hmm. saying she didn't want an agency to take commission because that's truly how they make money. So it's just like an alarming. Do you think that she thought she was like above that? Like she didn't have to do that? I see that, of course. Like, yeah. And again, I'm not like trying to diss her, but it's like, I kind of like, I think right now Megan knows her worth and let's get real. Like she's very, you know, she's a public figure. It's undeniable whether you want to say she earned it or not, or whatever your opinions are. Like she Mm -hmm. is a top tier public figure right now. And I could see a world where she's like, well, I'm not giving any commission, but maybe, and I would hope that there was like another half of that sentence, like a, and like, but, and, or, but whatever, which Mm -hmm. would be like, oh, well with our production and whatever, you'll get like a percentage of what a show makes or a brand, like something. I also think that this was a few years ago when they first left the family. So I think that they probably thought their lives were going to go a little bit differently. Yes. And I don't think they expected as much like pushback and hostility as they have gotten in the last few years. So maybe she's now coming to the table with like a more realistic sense of like what she's capable of, what, and you know, what they're able to do together. I'm not sure. No, I feel like you're right because I feel like perhaps when they first left, they're kind of, you know, frazzled and in a tizzy. They're in Tyler Perry's house. They're in Tyler Perry's house. They're trying to figure out their next move. You don't really know what's going on. And so like maybe they took some meetings and she was like, yeah, this is like my expectation or my what I think I'm worth and so on and so forth. And like there, I know there's no way that they would quote unquote get laughed out of a meeting or laughed out of an agency, but maybe people were just like, it's not the right time. And now as they've gone through these like Spotify deal, Netflix deal, book deals that like they have warmed to the idea of what is actually realistic in terms of a negotiation. So maybe it's Mm -hmm. like, instead of being like, I am going to give away a 20% commission, it's like, I'm going to say we're going to do 10, you know, seven, yeah, net out at 10, whatever. It's very interesting. I would have loved to have been a fly. Like, you know me. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in those boardroom discussions. Like, Oh, yeah. That's like you eat that shit up. I and do. I'm a girly. And you explain it also girly. so, like, perfectly. <laughs> like, you, you know, I'm like, so you, you really curious. explain it. Oh, thanks. But, like, I think, I mean, again, we have to understand how, like, delicious – all of this is for gossip because it's like we had and I what were the course of events here because first of all week before coronation 
cool. Two weeks out, 10 days. We had them at, um, Megan did her TED Talk intro for her friend, looking fucking glam. No, unreal. Unreal. Like, freshly pressed hair, Fresh fully as a like, color. Daisy. Like, people were like, oh, did she get work done? I was like, no, I think she just is fucking happy. She's thriving. Glowing. Glowing. She's had her time in California. Yes, it's been rainy, but the sun has been out lately. She had a little bit of a tan go in. Like, she looked stunning. No, like, beyond. I tweeted the photo, and I was like, I would hate her, too. Yes. Like, yes. she's so beautiful. So beautiful. So we had that. She's just beautiful and, like, radiant. She like, was honestly. radiant. That's the perfect word. And mm-hmm. then we got them at the basketball game, the Lakers playoff game. <gasps> oh, my God. I was eating In that the suite. Up. We got videos. We got photos of them canoodling. Like, that was hot to me. I was like, these two are, like, leaned into each other. Oh, they were She's all got over her each other. leg dangling across his. I was like, wow, what's going to mm-hmm. happen in the Uber home? Because, <laughs> you know, no, they're I taking know. They a, were... a, a Toyota Corolla back to They Minnesota. They seem lighter, yes. you know? Yes. And then we get this announcement, and it's like this one, two, three punch. So cute up, perfect, hot. And I'm just like, good for her, good for them. And also, mm-hmm. lols, that this is all happening right before the coronation. I will say, I hated her outfit. At the basketball game? That, like, peach orange oh, I mean, like, yes. romper. But I was upset. Yeah, like, Megan has never, she, she said this, this is not, she said this in the docuseries, like, fashion is not her forte. And I don't necessarily know if she would be like, I'm going to get a stylist to go to this game. But, like, it was just an interesting choice. I can tell you she didn't. For a basketball game. I can and maybe promise. they had, like, a, a meeting before. I don't know. And that's okay. That's okay. It's a basketball game. Also, just shorts. You know? Shorts at the basketball game. Cause no, I was just really cold looking yeah, at her. Yeah. That was my problem. I'm not big on the shorts. And, like, I know it's fine and it's temperature controlled, but it's, like, L.A. has not been that warm. And if you're leaving at night, even if you're getting into your car under the stadium, it's chilly. Anyway, now I'm just really, you know me, just diving deep into semantics. But here's the other thing, Sam, that I want to rant about a little bit because the thing with signing with WME that is a game changer is that this will now obstruct the media, British media, Australian media, whoever, from Mm -hmm. putting out falsified reports on Megan and or Harry because if they make claims that are false WME will lawyer up and will sue the fuck out of them and so the whole discourse now is like it's gonna be bad news for the Royal Rota because they're so desperate to grab a story with these people because they know that it gets clicks sells papers whatever and they can't really technically start to, you know, fabricate these random stories. And that's a mm-hmm. huge game changer. I really think that's a huge part of why she did this. Yes. Yes. And I can't remember if it was you and I talking or who I was talking to. And somebody was like, well, it's kind of a shame that like the royal family was unwilling to protect them the way that WME is ready 
to jump on board and do. It's yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts here? I've been rambling with the deeds, no, I but mean, I want to hear I, your thoughts. I, the part for me that I, that really makes it all kind of make sense is that part where they can protect her because this yes. is coming off of just, I think two weeks ago now, they had, people were talking about the letter again. Yes. And she's like, enough. And she like, just dropped that statement. And she just dropped that statement, that black and white, you know, text. And I just, I think this is a really smart move on her part because I also think this means that we're going to be getting her in a lot more coming mm-hmm. forward, like projects, documentaries. Um, I, I think Archwell podcast is probably, you know, rest in peace. Yes. I don't think we're going to be getting may another rest, season of that. May yeah, me. But she rest. said she wants to do scripted things like around, she said that, you know, so many people, there was a quote after this announcement was made where she was like, so many people like love, are like know us through our love story. And, you know, she's like, I think I want to root a lot of our scripted content in that because, you know, I love a good rom-com, like doesn't everybody sort of thing. So it's like, I think they're going to be looking yeah. at that type of stuff too. And that's totally fine. But like, I just think she's so past being in like movies and oh. like rom-coms. No, it's not her acting in it. They want to produce oh. them. They want to produce. Oh, I was like, so I don't think other I could like watch her in like 10, I don't think she's going to be doing any acting anymore. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. I think she's I was done. Like, I don't think I can handle that. I think we might get the Prince Harry on the Stephen Colbert. He was on James Corden's final episode. Um, mm. There was like a little Demois thing where he was like talking to the crowd he seemed super happy. This was filmed last week and like, just like loving his life. And so I feel, and we talked about this, like, I love that they're just like, yeah, we're celebrities. Fuck it. You know, we are going to San Vicente bungalows. Like we are going to be at the basketball game on the kiss cam. Like mm-hmm. stop. They just were like, mm, you know what? We're not necessarily they need to doing, be normal. Yes. Yeah. They're not like doing that. the activist thing. We're going to focus on the production entertainment powerhouse thing. Mm-hmm. And that's all we wanted them to do. That's all I ever wanted for them. This is all we wanted. <laughs> and so I'm so happy. And I'm, I cannot wait. Like, I can't wait to see what they announce as a result of this, like, signing in terms of content. I can't wait to see when some media outlet ultimately tries to put a news story in the ether and to see WME clap back. Like, I am so excited for that. And, like, I just want to see more light, glowy, radiant Megan and Harry. I 100% agree. It's time for our favorite game of mail or fail. One of these is a real headline from the Daily Mail or a similar publication, and the other has been completely made up by our producers. So will we spot the mail or will we fail? I don't know. I feel like we've been really hit or miss. I know. <laughs> I never I never know. Um, so let's read them. Option number one is camped out. London shop owners have tripled the price of camping gear in preparation for coronation fanatics attempting to secure a spot. Option number two, sick and tired. Warning of coronation travel chaos as traffic wardens to strike near procession route. I think it's number one is the real one. Me too. Me too. I could see people trying to get that camping gear. Oh, yeah. Are we wrong? No, I don't know. Hang on. Let me look. Oh, we were wrong. Okay. 
Sick and tired warning of coronation travel chaos as traffic wardens to strike near procession route is the real headline. The GMB union today confirmed industrial action will go ahead on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday next week. On Saturday, the coronation procession will see King Charles travel from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Abbey in the Diamond Jubilee State Coach. Now, wardens won't on hand to ensure people don't park in the wrong place and risk disrupting the route and flow of human traffic. Okay. Okay, so wait. Are they saying that the wardens who would be basically running point on security for the coronation are going on strike next Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday? Saturday, a.k.a. the coronation? Um, because this was well, last week. So I'm looking, and it says Alex Etches, the GMB organizer, said there is no reason why our members who do a difficult and dangerous job should be poorer this year than last. Our members' strike action will lead to chaos on the roads of Westminster during the coronation. Hmm. Huh. Okay, a lot of strikes happening. A lot of strikes. So there's a lot of industrial uh, strikes, industrial action happening in the UK right now because of the cost of living crisis. So I can see this happening in that they're like, we're not, we're going to set up to strike during the coronation that you just doubled down on and blew up our tax dollars to run. Yeah. I think that that's kind of the vibe. Wardens won't be on hand to ensure people don't park in the wrong place and risk disrupting the route and flow of human traffic. Parking officers are locked in a dispute with Westminster Council contractor NSL over pay. Okay, so it's really about parking. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's really about parking. No, I just mean like these wardens are basically helping route parking and then getting people to the right flow of human traffic coming out of there. And those people are going on strike, which would literally be chaos. Chaos. Um, And you know what? I'm curious if we're going to hear about any of this on the news or if they're going to try to kind of, you know, tuck it under their pillow. We'll I see. Guess we'll just, we'll have to see. I can't wait. I can't wait. I am like, I get in on Friday, LA time at like 11 PM. And I'm like, at that point, I'm going to be so screwed up with my time zones. I might as well just start watching the coronation because it's like probably going to be on. No, literally you should just don't even go to bed. Yeah. You know, like, it's going to be started. So I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I know. It's going to be great. So to finish up, let's name our spotted dick for the episode. Who has been a real steamed pudding this week? Lex, who Mm -hmm. has been your spotted dick for the week? I mean, this might be gauche, but, like, I kind of have to give it to Prince William over Mm. the alleged baby. (laughs) The love child named Wolf. It's not even confirmed. It might not even be real, but I'm just like, you're a dick. (laughs) So I'm a Bravo girl through and through. And usually where there's smoke, there's fire. And for some reason in my heart of hearts, I just like believe this. I know. Like I, in my heart, I just do. And you know, what's really strange is I don't think Prince Charles has a love child. No. Like there's something about this, like where I'm just like, I don't think he does, but I definitely feel William would. I definitely think William does. And mm-hmm. I just think William, as much as he, like, championed and fought for Kate, I think William, like, needs his little bald ego stroked. And so, like, having an affair 
multiple affairs, allegedly, would not be out of the realm of reality for him. Yeah, and, like, I've just never, you know, you don't hear, like, Harry is having an affair. No. You know? You always hear William. Ugh. So. I don't know. Who is your spotted dick? Well, mine's a little different. Okay. I'm coming at this from a different angle. From a different lens. Okay. My spotted dicks are Jekka's parents. Okay. <laughs> Slowly, like, solely just because they named her Jekka. Um, I don't. Like, at first when I saw that you had put this in the outline, I was like, is that a spelling error? <laughs> like, I was confused. I was like, Gemma, Jessa, like, yes. Jekka, I, you know, Jekka Craig, it just kind of doesn't roll off the tongue. And now, that being said, I am an American, so what the fuck do I know? This could just be like a British thing, this is you so know? It's funny because I love the name Jekka. I think it's so cool. <laughs> it, You know, I love that for you. I, I just don't love it. I just think it's like a little harsh, like Jack harsh. Like I it don't know. Harsh. It just and I'm it's just something feeling it. that I want to say. Like she, even as I was like making the notes and like reading the article and talking about it, mm-hmm. like in my own mind, I always referred to her as Jekka Craig, not just Jekka in my not head because it's Jekka. like just <laughs> you're like it gets worse and worse. <laughs> but like, well, because it just reminds me of like Will and Grace, like when he's just, like, just Jack. But like. Yeah. I think Jekka Craig sounds cool, but it's like, you have to say it all as one word, you know? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I like I'm sick. I agree. <laughs> I know. I just really hate it. Well, you guys, that's it for this week's episode of Crown Jewels. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Thursday, so be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss our next episode. Tell all of your royally obsessed friends and follow me at Lex Nico. And you can follow me at Bravo Historian. And until next time, may God save the bench. Betches.